3: Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2020. I'm Tony Bernetti, the founder and president of Fed Protection. Today is the second installment of our open season shows where we provide federal employees with key insights they will need to know in order to make the best insurance coverage choices this open season. I'd like to begin by welcoming Shane Kingfield to the show. Shane is the CEO of Wepa and brings over 25 years of experience in the insurance and nonprofit leadership to his position. WEPA is a nonprofit life insurance program formed by feds for feds, and they have been providing civilian federal employees and their families with affordable life insurance since 1943. Good morning, Shane. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
4: Good morning, Tony. I uh, can't wait till we get to see each other in person again. Looking forward to that. <laughs>
3: A little bit later um, in the show, we're going to have um, Bill Braskin and David Yoder from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association um, on. And as most of you know, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association is the largest provider of health care for federal employees and their families. Uh, Bill is the senior vice president of government programs, and David is the vice president of member care and management. Uh, Today's show, we're going to start with a discussion with with Shane about what open season means for for feds, uh, questions they should be asking, and obviously about WEPA, what WEPA has to offer for feds considering changes to their life insurance benefits. Um, In the second half of the show, we'll bring Bill and David on to talk about uh, what Blue Cross Blue Shield Association um, is offering during this during this open season. Before we dig in, I want to remind everyone that FedTalk is brought to you by the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. The Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program is sponsored by the U.S. Office of Personnel Management. It's insured by John Hancock Life and Health Insurance Company under a group long-term care insurance policy. And it's administered by the Long-Term Care Partners, which is now doing business as FedPoint, so to learn more about that, please go to LTCFeds.com. That's LTCFeds.com. So Shane, I know WEPA, as I, in the introduction, provides life insurance to, to supplement or as an alternative to FEGLI, if you will. But, you know, I always consider WEPA as a, as a real thought leader for all kinds of issues impacting federal employees. You know, just a, an organization that really has its pulse on the federal community. Uh, so I do at least initially want to get your take on, um, what federal employees should be thinking about, um, this open season, you know, particularly in light of the year we've had with, with COVID and, you know, kind of what, what you're telling, uh, WEPA members to be, to be thinking about, you know, about as they're making their decisions. But before you do that, if you can just quickly sort of introduce, uh, WEPA to our listeners.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Um, we were founded uh, by executive order from President Roosevelt during World War II. Um, I love this story. Uh, we had civilian federal employees in war zones overseas and life insurance policies excluded coverage in war zones, whether you're active duty military or not. So uh, the president tasked his secretary of the treasury, we need to fix this because we had 20, 30,000 feds uh, traveling overseas. Uh, and." So WEPA was born in 1943 with uh, a company, life insurance company that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and uh, through the years, we have um, continued in that tradition. Uh, in 1954, uh, Pegley was born. So uh, you can actually go into the Federal Register and pull down the code. I've done that. It's fascinating to see it. But we predated them. Uh, and our life insurance policy is uh, a non-profit. It's a 501c9, which is unique non-profit status that you typically see with unions, although we're not a union. We are a, uh, uh, the, the, the way WEPA works with the IRS and Treasury is that you're a civilian federal employee, that opens the door to WEPA. You join the organization, it's a $2 fee, I can talk about that someday. Uh, <laughs> $2, I guess, meant something in 1943, but today it's, uh, not before
3: the $2 bill was out.
4: <laughs> so, uh, and, and so once you're a member of WEPA, then you have access to the various programs and group life insurance is the principal one. So it's, it's, it's sizable. You know, it's 46,000 civilian feds are in the program. Great. Um,
3: yeah. So look, this is a unique year, obviously, um, with, with COVID and, um, just everything's different. Um, you know, open season, um, is different. Um, so I would just love to get your, your take on, um, you know, kind of what federal employees should be thinking about if, you know, if anything, you know, different this year, you know, as they, as they launch upon, you know, open season, obviously we're not having the health fairs like we, we, we do, and they got to rely on a lot of virtual, uh, benefit fairs. Um, but, but what do you see happening out there?
4: Yeah, we, you know, the, uh, insurance business, uh, in, in particular, life insurance, perhaps not so much health insurance because people get health insurance through an employee, the, the employer, in this case, federal government. Um, the, the, traditional sit down at a table, ask questions across the table with a, a life insurance agent. Um, COVID has, has put all that aside. So you have to get generally speaking, you have to get used to and really embrace the online environment for buying and selling. You have to identify those resources where you can do good comparisons. Um, uh, I know OPM does have some great comparison tools out there. There are a number of them. Uh, I would say beyond that, um, that it doesn't look a whole lot different for the purchase of insurance generally. But, Health insurance, you've got the health insurance experts coming on in a, in a few minutes. We don't do health insurance at WEPA. But the traditional, I did do corporate um, health insurance for a long time. So the traditional factors that you w- take into account, I think still exist. You know, the the coverage and the premiums, what's happening to your plan's premium rates. You know, you get average OPM numbers. I think this year was 5% across the, the spectrum, but that's an average. So your plan may may have taken a big spike. It may not. If it does take a big spike, I think you seriously need to evaluate it. Is this the right coverage for me? It could be that it is, and you're willing to pay more. Um,
3: so it's interesting. Something you mentioned there that I hadn't it hadn't you know occurred to me. Um, you know, it's like the and it goes both ways. It goes from from the company and you know the consumer out there is. You're going to have to rely more on technology um, right. to get your information. And sometimes a lot of people aren't comfortable with that and, and we're bringing them along, you know, kicking and screaming, um, you know, and you know, maybe that has the sort of, you know, the benefit to be, you know, to be a good thing. Um, like for me, for as an insurance provider, discretionary insurance provider, um, you know, I think this is allowing us, and I, and I would get, like to get your take on that, you know, possibly the ability to potentially provide more information out into the, you know, the, the marketplace than we would be able to do if we were just, you know, picking up our signs and our brochures and going to, you know, a different agency every day, you know, that we're all kind of thinking more creatively on how we can get the information out there.
4: Yeah. The um, the, the life insurance business in particular has been, uh, was, has been dragged kicking and screaming into the new world of of technology. And we can talk a little bit more about that um, later. But you're absolutely right. You know, you have to embrace this. It's going to be a long time before we move away from a technology-driven purchase environment.
3: Right. We have to stop here for our first break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with WEPA CEO Shane Canfield. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We are here with WEPA CEO Shane Canfield and Bill Bruskin and David Yoder from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association to discuss open season for federal employees. So, Shane, we're talking about open season, um, and I know WEPA is a provider of of life insurance to to federal employees. Um, And obviously, the the life insurance group program that's available to federal employees is the, the Federal Employee Group Life Insurance, or otherwise known as FEGLI. Um, is there an open season for for FEGLI?
4: Yeah, great question. Not this year. The last time was 2017, um, and that basically means anybody can apply uh, with no medical exam uh, for, uh, oh, and it's done about once a decade. So it's going to be quite some time before Begley has an open season uh, period again. There are some times when you can apply for, uh, the life insurance program. Um, you can apply for it, um, anytime if you want a medical exam. So that's open to, to civilian feds. And then with life events, you know, the, you know, getting married, birth of a child, uh, there are, you know, OPM can tell you exactly what uh, life events or how they're defined for, for feds. But that's an opportunity when you can come into the program uh, without um, uh, going through the traditional uh, medical underwriting. Um, and, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, if you don't put some controls and brakes on a life insurance program and you just have open season every year, it's called adverse selection. People that need it right now or they know they need it will come in. And then the plan's experience will uh, deteriorate very fast everybody's rates will go up and the whole thing becomes less competitive in the life insurance business. That's called the death spiral. Um, and it's, and it's really just a a, a longstanding tradition that open seasons for life insurance about once a decade.
3: Mm-hmm. Now does, so how does that apply to what you offer at WEPA? Do you, you mean WEPA you don't have an you know, open season, non-open season, correct?
4: Right. Yeah. We, well, we do not have that. We have, we do have um, medical underwriting. So people can apply at any time, but they do go through uh, an underwriting process. And of course, the, the amount of that uh, depends on the person's age and how much they apply for. Um, so we do take about 80% of those people who apply. Uh, principal reason for that is um, beds are really good risks. <laughs> They, they just are. Uh, our experience has been tremendous over many years, very stable, and, um uh, you know, there are some other reasons why WEPA does look good, but as far as applying goes, uh, over 80% apply and stay 17 years. These are astonishing numbers. You don't see that very much in group uh, plans. hmm well,
3: what are, so for our listeners, um, why don't you, I guess, do an overview of what, what you believe, like, the major differences are between, you know, a WEPA life insurance uh, product versus what a federal employee may be getting um, with the government through FEGLI?
4: Yeah. The first thing I want to say is um, Fegley is the employer plan. It is easy to sign up for. It is what feds are presented with when they're hired. Uh, and there's not a thing wrong with Begley. You know, this is a traditional employer plan in the sense that it mirrors, you know, if you worked at Ford Motor or, or Boeing or, or Hilton, you know, you would get this, uh, traditional group pooled rate life insurance program. The, um, uh, the, the biggest difference is price and that's, uh, we are significantly lower. Uh, 350000 uh, $350 in the first year is a typical savings. Again, it's an average. It's a typical savings. And if you amplify that over 17 years, the average length of time people are with us, and then take into account changing age bands, it's significant savings over time. You know, it could be easy, easily be $6,000, $7,000, $8,000 over the course of a group life insurance program. The difference again is underwriting. So you do have to go through that process with us. It's one time. It's very non-invasive. We can talk about how we've changed underwriting uh, later on, if you'd like. Um, some of the other principal differences, portability. If somebody leaves federal service, uh, you can't take the Pegly program with you. You can't do that. It's not something nefarious with Pegly It's any employer group life insurance program. You can't take it with you. All right. Uh, but WAFA, you can. Once you're in, you're in.
3: And I know you have, you have the, the chronic illness rider, um, part of, you know, along with your policy that I think is particularly attractive to a lot of, a lot of, um, people looking at it. Can you talk a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, this is, uh, we're very proud of this one. Uh, this is the first, uh, group plan that I know that has this. I'm sure others do, but, um, it, at this point, but we were one of the first and, um, you normally see this with individual life insurance programs. So if you suffer a chronic illness, one that your uh, doctor says you're not going to recover from, uh, it can be, uh, well, we can pay out up to um, $125,000 a year, uh, ultimately arriving at an amount, which is half of your death benefit, uh, but you can get an early payout of your, your death benefit if you've got a terminal condition and, uh, you can do it years in advance. So when people actually need, need it, they can get, uh, some cash. So it's not long-term care. It's, um, uh, we always have to be careful. We say that and, and it's subject to those limits I talked about the 125,000. That's an IRS limit. Um, but it's, it's, it's a very small amount of additional premium to have this option. It's well worth it.
3: So it really operates as kind of like a hybrid, hybrid product.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think the best way to look at it is an early payout of the death benefit. So if you have a million dollars of coverage, you can get up to half a million paid out in increments of 125,000 for four years. And, but as you collect money out of the, the plan, the death benefit reduces. Right. So, that's, uh, it's, it is different than long-term care. Long-term care is, is a far more complicated and extensive product.
3: And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned there briefly that there are some changes that WEPA has made to the, how you're doing the underwriting and, and, and things like that. Can you expand upon that
4: for us? Yeah. So during COVID, um, we were in a real bind. The whole life insurance industry was because we rely on Medical exams and we rely on blood draws, uh, you know, fluid analysis. Um, the life insurance business has been built on these uh, points of data to develop our actuarial tables for over a hundred years. And, um, so what do you do when nobody wants a pyramid examiner in their home during COVID? And frankly, we don't want to put are paramed's at risk either? You know, nobody, nobody. So how do you, how do you deal with that? So there, there are two main avenues for right now. We have shifted our underwriting guidelines to include, uh, more leniency on paramed's. It doesn't mean we don't do paramedical exams at all. If you're applying for very high levels of insurance, you're going to get that, but we do spend more time looking at, uh, driving records, medical information bureau reports, um, there's a prescription database put up by Milliman. We take all these factors into account and uh, we're making approvals uh, with um, uh, what we're calling accelerated underwriting. Um, so that's, uh, we're not the only one doing that, but uh, we embraced it right away and it's working. It's definitely working.
3: I mean, it just goes to kind of like what we said at the beginning of the show. I mean, both the, 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 Consumer, you know, and the providers are going to need to, you know, be able to adapt and change. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you're, if you're just sitting there flat footed on, on, on either side of it, um, you know, you know, you can just be left behind. Um, so that's, that's important to kind of, you know, be out there and, and be front. So how does somebody, like if I'm a, if I'm a federal employee, I got my Fegly, I kind of know what the benefit is um how like you mentioned that the average savings is $350 in, in the first year um how do i go about like just comparing that or shopping it with with is this, this, calculator yeah,
4: yes and um it's very very simple um we we we've, we've redone our website recently uh made it even easier you go to go to the website how much life insurance do i need um and then you can do compare Age, the amount you want, and there's a slider. The slider is the amount, and it will show you the premium difference between WEPA and FEGLI. And the reason we can do this is because FEGLI's rates are public. Uh, our rates are public. Uh, it's all right up front. We're also relatively simple. Um, I'm very, I'm very proud of the way that we price it. Um, meaning it's only age. And it's only the amount you buy. We do not have special pricing for gender. We do not have special pricing for zip code. We, um, we have no other factors involved. So we don't have standard or substandard rates. You know, somebody who is, fits all the underwriting criteria, they get the normal rate. And if you're really healthy, you get this special reduced rate. And if you're really not healthy, but, uh, you know, not so far out of bounds that we have to decline, you get, An increased premium. We don't have any of that, so it it makes for a super easy comparison. When when you apply with WePA, you're either in or you're out, and it's um, I'm actually proud of that for a lot of reasons in today's world where we're all conscious about making sure that um, you know that we apply rating structures uniformly, uh, uh, and we've been this way the entire time. Uh and um, we'll continue to do that.
3: And I want to make sure everybody has the website. It's WAPA.org. That's W A E P A dot org. WAPA dot org. But let me ask so when somebody logs in and they wanna do a comparison, what kind of personal information do they have to give you? Or do they just have to give you know, put in you know what they're looking to compare it with? Do you do you need any personal identifiers, email, any any a name or anything?
4: You do not. You can just use the calculator online, and um, we even if you log in, a, log in, or give us an email address, we're still not asking any of those questions that you talked about. What we don't care, right? We don't rate that way. It's, you know, it's I, irrelevant. Yeah.
3: And look, and I asked the question to sort of, you know, I obviously know the answer a little bit. <laughs> having, having, um, been around and, and, and a good friend of way but for many years sure. but I think that's key for the for the federal employee out there to understand and know um, because some of the 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 barriers sometimes to getting out there and shopping insurance rates and things like that is you know you're, you're you feel like you got to give personal information and you're going to be subjected to a major sales pitch right. uh, you know here you've got a very easy to use simple to use um, as you said the underwriting guidelines are pretty pretty straightforward and they can. You know, figure out their rates and, and figure out their savings, you know, right out the gate. Um, yep. you know, so there's, there's no reason for federal employees not, not to take a look at that. Um, what kind of, what kind of guidance does, does WEPA provide, um, federal employees as, as they're trying to decide kind of the right limits for them? Um, and, and what kind of factors, you know, they should be looking at?
4: well the uh there's a, there's online tools you can also call us the the traditional factors it that is no different for a fed than anyone else you know if you're uh, you know how old are you if if you were to die early how many more working years left do you have you need to calculate that and do you have what outstanding debt might you have your your mortgage your credit card bills do you want to provide a replacement for that lost income or not Perhaps some people don't, but these are options. Uh, do you want to provide education for college uh, for children who haven't gotten there yet? So it's uh, both, both a lost income calculation as well as a debt calculation. Those are the those are the big ones, and um, I'd say after that um, shop, you know, look look around, and um, you know, I think you'll find Wayfair very competitive. But uh, we are dedicated to civilian federal employees. The difference. But if if you're just out shopping, you've got a lot of options, right? You've got you've got your direct underwriters. You've got you know Geico and uh, for you know PenFed. Everybody can join PenFed or Navy Federal. You've got those kinds of group players. Then you've got the individual market with um, you know New York Life, individual Mass Mutual, and so on. Uh, you've got the difference between group uh, term life insurance, individual term life insurance, and then whole life i would say uh, you can you can call us we have resources online but understand those different markets um and then compare it to your employer plan so yeah. um you can make this uh, pretty complicated if you have a if you have a significant estate you need to make it complicated um but you can always call us um the final thing i'll mention is quickly that that we do have um a uh, arrangement with um, Ernst & Young. So if you're a civilian federal employee, you join the organization, you don't have to buy the life insurance to have access to this. You have uh, free access to a dedicated uh, certified financial planner. You can either ask specific questions or you can develop a full um, uh, financial plan. EY is not selling anything. We're not selling anything. Um, this is a corporate benefit. I, I modified it to the association world. We're really proud of this. Um, And frankly, with COVID, people's incomes being interrupted, being upset, uh, perhaps a lot of dual income earners, Um, you know, I'd say take advantage of this.
3: Yeah. And look, and for, and for my money, you know, I'll just say, look, it's a WEPA is a company, you know, it's by feds, for feds. Um, You know, it's, it's a little bit more than, than just trying to sell you life insurance or really, trying to do something that is right by federal employees. And that's been my experience and in, in my many years associated um, with, with you guys. Um, again, the website's wepa.org. We're going to have to stop here for our second break. We'll continue our discussion after a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We were just entering the second half of our show. In the first half, we spoke with WAPA CEO Shane Canfield about open season, the implications of COVID-19 and WAPA's life insurance options for federal employees. Now, Bill Bruskin and David Yoder from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association will join us for a discussion on their association's offerings during this open season and how the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association has invested in member health. Bill, let me start with you and ask you just to provide a kind of a, a high-level, big-picture overview um, for those that are um, unfamiliar um, with the three main plans offered by by Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Sure. Glad to do that, and thank
0: you for having us on. Um, open season started on November 9th. It'll run through December 14th, and you have a very, very wide selection of health insurance plans that you can choose from uh, in the Federal Employee Health Center program. Blue Cross Blue Shield offers three health products under the FEHPP. Uh, We offer FEP Blue Standard, which is our uh, product that has the widest network, um, has very significant coverage, uh, really covers most, um, the the great majority of uh, uh, things that are going to happen. And the network we have is vast. It's 95% of available uh, providers are on our network. Uh, And it is not surprisingly, our most expensive product. Um, the next product we have is a FEP basic. And that is a product that also offers about 95% of the available providers in your area, um, but is in-network only. And so the benefits that are provided are if you go to go in-network, if you go out of network, there are not benefits. There are pharmacy formulary that allows for a very low copayment. You stay within the formulary. Uh, lots of our folks uh, really like this product, in fact, it's the fastest growing product that we have. Uh, and then finally, we offered a new product a couple years ago called FEP Blue Focus, which is a product really designed to focus on a segment uh, in the FEHB program of people. Um, really two categories, people that manage their conditions extremely well, or people who are very, very uh, much in the category of healthy and really actively uh, promoting their health. This product is really terrific in that it's our least expensive product um, and does offer and really focuses on preventative care. So, for example, the first 10 visits uh, to your uh, primary care um, are only $10 a piece. Um, in addition, um, we have a, tel- a telehealth benefit for all of our products, uh, and the first two telehealth visits are actually free, but then a very um, generous benefit on those. What we've done in 2021 is we're expanding all of our products to allow for telehealth to not only include our telehealth vendor, Teladoc, so if you call Teladoc, you get the benefit, but we're also going to allow people uh, permanently now to be able to go to the primary or their um, specialty provider um, and have a virtual call, um, virtual uh, uh, appointment, and it'll be handled just as if they went into the uh, doctor's office or the specialist's office, same copayment. Um, so that really outlines, I think, what we do uh, with respect to our three
3: products. Well, I'm just curious, so the, the newer one, the FEP Blue Focus, um, when, when did you launch that? Was it last year?
0: Yeah, we launched last it year. in 2019. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, actually, no, 2018. 2018. Um, so that, 2019 was our second year, excuse me. Um, right. And um, so we're now entering our third year. I guess that would seeing, 2019 would be our first year. 2020 was our second year, and 2021 is our third year. I, mean, I did get a little mixed up there.
3: And are you? I mean, are you seeing a lot of people like what you said? Like the, the maybe the, the people who are healthier or, or more actively, you know, engage in managing um, their own healthcare. Or you know, are you seeing a lot of people, um, you know, select that?
0: Yes, we are. Um, we're actually over now. Um, um, and this year, we're going to go over 100,000 uh, lives that are going to be covered under that product in just the first two years. So we are seeing it. Is
3: that is that it's what you anticipated or is that better?
0: Um, it's really what we anticipated. Um, okay. Our goals were set in such a way that we, we were pretty aggressive in, in terms of what we thought we would get. And we're getting about what we expected.
3: Okay. Okay, so I want to, well, obviously, it's, you know, it's 2020, so I can't get through a show without talking about how COVID-19, um, you sure. know, has impacted, um, you know, you all throughout this year. So, David, I was wondering if I can just sort of ask you, um, I guess, you know, what the kind of COVID-19 response has been from Blue Cross Blue Shield Association.
2: Sure, you know, it's, it's, a, it's been a really robust response. You can imagine as uh, we were starting in the March-April time period, a lot of changes going on, things were shutting down pretty quickly, and you know, we still needed to make sure that our members were able to get the care they need. So we made a whole number of changes uh, around that uh, during this time period. Bill actually touched on a few of them, but, you know, for anyone who needs to get a diagnostic test uh, for COVID-19, and that could be either the uh, PCR test, the rapid test, the antigen test, any of the tests that are used to uh, diagnose COVID-19, we're, you know, we waived all the co-pays for that. In addition, you know, if someone does uh, unfortunately get ill enough to where they need to go in the hospital because of COVID. We've also waived uh, their cost shares for when they're in the hospital for that time and got rid of all the pre-cert requirements, everything else. So that we could really have members focus on their care and not worry about, uh, you know, any bills that they may have to, uh, to get afterwards. You know, if, we, if the member was, uh, most were lucky enough to where they just needed to stay home uh, you know, do some recuperation. We did uh, waive all of the early medication refills. So a lot of times you can't get your medication to leave used 75, or 80%. We waived all those fills for those members who were worried about, were they going to be able to get the appropriate uh, quantities of medication as uh, the changes were going on. Um, and then we also, for those really in emergency situations, we just waived the copays altogether, even if it wasn't COVID medications. Uh, for that, so if they found themselves in an emergency situation, they had to get something because the pharmacy was closed. Whatever it may be, we were able to waive the copay on request for those members. And then Bill touched a little bit on the the teledoc uh, or telemedicine benefits, to where we waived the copays for all of those. And as you can imagine, telemedicine uh, just exploded. Uh, you know, went up. Uh, we're talking four and five hundred percent up as far as telemedicine use. And then the second part of that was not just for the teledoc uh, benefit that we have out there, but then the local providers. So. If a member uh, still needed to see the provider for a diabetes, checkup, hypertension, whatever it may be, uh, we opened up it so that they could get those visits just like they would a regular office visit uh, with, the, uh, with the standard copay. Um, you know, the other big thing, because behavioral health has been such a, a concern throughout this process, was really around making sure that our members had that. So we launched a um, product called My Strength, uh, which is a virtual, again, behavioral health type program where they can do one-on-one coaching, they can get a, a personal care plan, uh, ways to manage stress, you know, tips for parenting when somebody's uh, uh, at home with all their kids and trying to figure out how to keep them active. And uh, again, that was uh, at no cost to the members. So uh, uh, we, we stayed pretty busy along the way there.
3: Let me ask you, with with uh, obviously more people taking advantage of, of, you know, the telehealth and the teledoc and, and things like that, I'm just, um, curious and put you on the spot. You may not have this information. Um, but I just wonder if, if you're seeing more kind of quote doctor visits, uh, because people are able to do the telehealth, maybe a little bit more easy, you know, easier for them than they would, you know, getting in the car, having to, like I did yesterday, having to drive to my orthopedic um, surgeon, you know, it was kind of a, you know, a pain to have to do in the middle of the day, but I'm just curious as to whether you're seeing, um, I don't know, people just taking advantage or being a little bit better with their with their health care because they're, they're they're able to take advantage of this telehealth um, functions that are out there. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, most the tele- definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, David. I'm sorry. Yeah, the uh, so teledoc increased you know, like four hundred percent. Even our local providers, and that was really the big uh, difference. That increased pretty substantially and that has not dropped back. Telemedicine has come back a little bit. Um, versus the peaks that we're at, but we have continued to grow on the, uh, the provider, local provider side. So, you know, unfortunately, you can't do tele-orthopedics tele-orthop- at this point. But, uh, <laughs> not helpful. Uh, but, but you know, all the routine visits with the endocrinologist and things like that, to where they're not actually putting hands on you, you know, that continues to grow, and we anticipate that will continue to grow over time. We don't think that this is going to be a one-time occurrence that will uh, will go back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just add, I think we're seeing. A really significant change, and I think that COVID um, really accelerated some of the changes we've seen. We started to see telemedicine get to be a bigger deal before COVID, and it clearly accelerated during it. Um, I'd like to also just add, you know, we of all the things that I think we're proud of at Blue Cross, we feel federal employee program. Probably the thing we're most proud about is during this. We eliminated any barriers to people getting care because our philosophy was: you got enough to worry about, you got enough stress in your life. Last thing you need to worry about is whether something's covered or not. So, by eliminating those barriers, we really feel like um, we were able to serve the needs of our um, of our, the federal workforce and the people who are buying our insurance. And I think one of those outputs was telemedicine. And with going with a permanent benefit in 2021 at telemedicine, I, you know, if you go to your primary or your um, specialty care provider, I think we feel like we're, we're helping address that change, that sea change.
3: And that's, look, that was the essence of my question. You know, I wonder, I've always kind of a, you know, glasses um, have full kind of guy. Um, and so, you know, maybe this is a, a positive out of all this, if it's going to have, you know, make, you know, telemedicine can make, you know, you know, more, you know, more effective and more quicker medical care available to individuals, you know, maybe, you know, that's something that can come out of all this, um, you know, as a positive and obviously it's, it's, it's organizations such as yourself that are in, embracing that. Um, the question I, the question I have on the behavioral health um, thing that you, you all added, was that specifically added in response to, to COVID-19?
2: It was, you know, we already had always had behavioral health benefit. And we even actually had it through Teladoc where it was, uh, you could meet with a, a mental health professional just like you would otherwise, but it was pretty, uh, pretty slow moving. We, we were building it up until time, but yeah, the, my strength that was added specifically for COVID and, and we liked it so much. We're going to continue to keep it on like some of those other benefit changes. So that's one of those good things that came out is a better availability for mental health.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to stop here for our final break. When we return, we'll continue our discussion with Bill Bruskin and David Yoder of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We're entering our last segment of the show with Bill Bruskin and David Yoder of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, and we've been talking about um, open season. Um, so, guys, one of the things I wanted to I wanted to ask about because we talked about um, you know the, the the plans you have available, and, and we talked about the COVID nineteen response and, and all the great things um, you all have been doing to meet the needs of of your members. Um, what's So what's new? I mean, a lot of our listeners want to know, you know, kind of what's new for 2021. Is there something they should be considering, looking at? Are there going to be major changes to their benefits?
2: So, you know, we already touched on a couple of those things. One, we're going to be expanding that telehealth benefit out uh, to the local provider. Uh, You know, we made a few changes to our formulary, which you do, you know, typically every year. Not a lot of changes um, otherwise. You know, it's been a year where people have just really hunkered down literally as well as figuratively and, and are not looking for a lot of changes. We felt like uh, some of the things that we did during COVID really are you know, good to, to continue on and we will we'll continue that uh, process. Not a lot of changes, especially when it comes to Blue Focus. Um, you know, that product has been very successful. People have been very uh, happy with it. And uh, we haven't actually touched that uh, over the last couple of years. We made just a very small tweak. But uh, really the telehealth has been the thing that dominates Um, the conversation for uh, 2021 benefits and and that continued expansion and you know we think that really is going to be a a long lasting here to stay uh, type of environment Um, other than that you know we've uh, changed a few things when it comes to things like the mobile app um, and some of our online tools I think we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute but um, we continue to have a very robust process for um, our blue health assessment where members can go in, they can you know take a, a, a little bit of an assessment, try to get a sense of where they're at for health-wise, and then they can uh, earn rewards if they continue to uh, follow some of the uh, the care plans that have been set out on that. But it's been a, it's a, it's been a busy year, but it's been a pretty good year of, of uh, people are happy with where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, what I would add that hasn't changed, which I'm very gratified about, is for FEP people who focus is our rates. Uh, they're actually flat. And then with respect to FEP Blue Standard and FEP Blue Basic, very modest uh, increases. So we're really gratified to be able to uh, continue to offer affordable rates for all three of our products.
3: So, David, you mentioned um, a little while ago you talked about the, the new mobile apps that you have, and I believe that you have something called the FEP Blue mobile app. Can you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that?
2: You um, know, it, it's, uh, it's actually available out on both the, uh, the Android as well as the Apple stores. You can download it. It's, uh, it gets really good reviews from our members. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not an app that has uh, all the bells and whistles that you need because you don't really need that. You know, it just has the basics for it that uh, really helps the members navigate what they need. So, you know, the biggest thing, actually the coolest thing, I think, is that uh, you, you could bring up your ID card on the app and you can show it, it scans, it, it copies, it does all that because you know, whenever you go to the doctor's office, the first thing they ask is, "Where's your card at?" And then
3: course, that
1: is really your cool.
2: <laughs> your purse, and, and uh, you start digging for the card, and it's you know you pull out the dental card, no, that's not the right one. You pull out the vision one, no, that's not the right one. You can just bring it up on the app. They can scan it right then off your phone, and uh, it's good to go. And that's that, that's actually probably one of the more popular pieces. You can also get your EOB, so you can look and see, you know, if the doctor has a, you have a question for the doctor about, you know, what happened the last time around. You can do that, and then um, we have a real nice thing called interactive benefit tool, where you can go out if you're not sure what your benefits are. It's it's searchable. It's very easy to find what you need to find out what your benefit is. So when you know the doctor says, oh, you're going to have to uh, have a minor surgery, you can see what actually that is, and maybe it's cheaper for you to go to one of the freestanding clinics versus some of the other ones. So it's very nice that you've got it right at point of sale and right at the uh, point of contact with the providers. And uh, we get great reviews on it out on uh, both those stores.
3: Are you able to track like your medications and things like, like that on there as well?
2: You can, so you can, uh, you know, we have, interfaces out so that you can not only look at uh, what your medications are but you can also look at what's on the formulary so if the doctor wants to prescribe you medication you can look it up real quick if he hasn't done it already and say no that's that's not covered or that's not formulary and he'll be able to find an alternative there as opposed to going to the pharmacy and finding out afterwards that you know you've got to make three other calls you can just do it right there in the doctor's office so i gotta tell you just to
3: have the insurance card like there is, is a benefit i'm always forgetting to bring it and if you're out of town right how many people bring it out of town you know if you have an emergency or some it's it's not Nice to have it right at your fingertips. Absolutely. Let's let's shift gears. I want to I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the dental and, and vision benefits. It's sometimes and often you know an overlooked um, part of of someone's care. and it's um, you know it's it's, it's so important. Um, you know that that you know a lot of health issues sometimes start um, with dental issues or, or vision issues. Um, so tell us a little bit about. What well, Blue Cross Blue Shield Association is offering there?
2: Sure. You know, we have a, through the FedBit program, we have a very robust uh, both products, both in the dental as well as the vision programs. And um, you're right, Tony, the, uh, the, the things that you can find uh, from your eyes, you know, the, uh, they all say that the, the eyes are the window into the soul. And that's really true. Um, you know, there's a fair amount of folks, uh, I think the last time I saw where around 15% of diabetics are actually diagnosed when they go on for an eye exam, because uh, as they are looking for what their prescriptions are, they're also doing, uh, looking at the retina and seeing some areas there. And you can actually diagnose diabetes by looking at the retina and what some of the changes in the blood vessels uh, within that. So it's it's really important to go to, you know, get those exams, not only if you just need eye uh, eyeglasses or contacts, but really just to make sure that, you know, you don't have uh, any cataracts they're developing, anything with glaucoma, which, you know, can cause blind, permanent blindness, uh, as well as just the diabetic uh, side of it as well. And there's some other uh, things that can be diagnosed that way. So, you know, we really uh, have some robust benefits on our uh, vision side, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, care at no cost when they go in and get their exams uh, on a uh, yearly basis. So it's uh, we, we try to put as much out there as we can. We've got a whole slew of different benefits when it comes to uh, you know, what the uh, eyeglasses are, you know, what their costs are, what's available, what's allowed. Um, I would encourage uh, folks, if they're interested, to go out to um, our websites for both our dental and vision products and take a look. Uh, very competitive, uh, very competitive rates as well on that. And we have very large networks throughout the nation. So uh, we're, we're very proud of that.
0: And just to reiterate, um, we have two different products at each. So we have a high and we have a standard. And there are differences. Um, You know, I know, for example, the frame allowance and how often you can use the frame allowance is different in our vision. There are some differences in our dental products. So make sure you look at those in detail and figure out which one is best for you.
3: Are there this kind of leads into to my my sort of my last sort of set of set of questions. But in specific, like when you say, make sure you look at it in detail. Are there are there folks available? um, if, If they individuals want to call and they had questions Um, to explain, I guess, the difference in the the different programs or benefits as it particularly applies to what we just talked about? Absolutely. Um, There are, in
0: virtually every way, and in reality every way, um, there are access points for people to get the information they need and to understand their products best. David talked a little bit about um, the uh, application that we have uh, through Android and through Apple. Um, But, you know, there are online tools Um, There are digital tools that are really uh, terrific in being able to help you figure out which product is best uh, for you, uh, how much it costs. Um, One of the things I'm most proud about is uh, beginning this next year, we're going to actually have a health care, health insurance premium advisor, which will give you the full cost of your insurance, not just the premium, but under each product, what would be covered and wouldn't be covered based on your history. Uh, Looking back at your history, kind of going forward, similar situation, what would be covered and what wouldn't. So it allows you to plan, do economic planning on what the true cost is going to be of your health products. Um, But as far as to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. We have people available. We have online, we have have online chat available if you want to do it that way. So every way you can think of, people are available to answer your questions. The other thing I would mention is, you know, we are still doing tons of health fairs. They're all virtual, um, but we're doing tons of virtual health fairs, tons of seminars uh, with health benefit officers to be able to inform them during open season and what the changes are and what the differences are between our products. So by all means, make sure you check in with your agency and see when health fairs are going to be available. Because that gives you a really good um, idea of not only our products, but only all the products that are available to you. You can compare our products to the others. And I think you'll find that we really offer the most competitive and best products out
3: there. So is the so is the proper website to send them to for to get started for more information is febblue.org, FEP Blue.org? That is correct. Yep. So you mentioned that you're still doing a ton of health fairs, just all virtual. Um, that is a question I had, is is how has you know, how has that been? How has the response been? How in how engaged have, have people been, you know. How do your people feel like they've been able, you know, to, to get the information out into the marketplace that's, that's needed? You know,
0: we had no preconceived notions on what would happen this year. I think <laughs> we're just completely, we'll get two people to show up, we'll get a million people to show up. We, we just had no idea. Um, I, you know, generally pretty good. Um, in some cases, stunningly good. You know, we had lots and lots of people attending the virtually. And honestly, I think particularly in some of the areas where there normally are pretty well-attended events, there's even more because people can attend virtually. Um, and so we've really had tremendous amount of participation, lots of really good questions, some tough questions. People ask the right questions and we're able to give them answers. But, you know, it, they've been really great. And, you know, again, thinking out a lot, I, you wonder to what degree as we go further after COVID, whether some of these virtual events will make sense for people and will continue even when live events are available again.
3: Well, I think that goes to, you know, something we were talking earlier, and it's just, well, it's not just, you know, sort of, you know, your business, my business. Um, You know, it's a lot of businesses um, are, it may forever change the way they do business. Um, You know, there's real estate, I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, changes um, happening. you know, one of the, um, I guess, one of the, I guess, final questions. Um, you know, I, I would just have for you guys. You I know, mean, we talked so much. Um, you know, about what you guys are doing for your members, what you're doing for the for the federal workforce, and you're obviously, you know, the undisputed leader in this space, providing you know healthcare and and a you know thought leader. Um, you know, how have you all been? How has, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield as an association, how have your employees been? You know, how have they responded, um, you know, to everything that's that's going on?
0: It's, I really appreciate the question. Um, it's been astoundingly gratifying to see how hard people are working and how people are figuring it out. You know, as you can imagine, I mean, just like everybody else out there, you know, Families with small children, uh, with kids in school, taking care of uh, loved ones, all having to do that while they're trying to get their work done. Um, it's been really rather amazing, the amount of work we've uh, been able to achieve. And more than that, and most gratifying is, I haven't seen a lot of people get sick. Uh, in fact, I think only one so far who's gotten the disease and has done fine. And then just their mental health seems to be really good. I think one of the things we've been most focused on is how's everybody just doing, you know, with getting their head around what's going on day to day, change of seasons and all the other stuff. So, you know, knock on wood really, really well. Um, you know, I wanted to mention one other thing if I could, if we had just a minute, there's a huge increase in people not getting their childhood and vaccinations, and I'm not talking about vaccination for COVID. I'm talking about the normal vaccinations that kids get. And with this huge amount, we're actually starting to create a health problem and could turn into a health crisis if not enough kids are getting their normal vaccinations. So want to get the word out to everybody. Make sure your kids get their vaccinations. Make sure we get closer to 100% uh, mm-hmm. rather than lower mm-hmm. enough. So. Thanks. All right, that's,
3: that's all the time we have uh, for the show today. I want to thank Shane Canfield from Wepa and Bill Breskin and David Yoder from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association for joining us today, and thank all of you for listening. Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Have a great weekend.